Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages. Tell the person next to you, I'm ready. I've turned to Luke 10. Point in your Bible where you've turned to. Come on, Monique, where's your Bible? (laughs) Sharing Bibles, okay. (laughs) And I'm reading from the Amplified, so maybe it sounds different to yours. But Jesus said in Luke 10, verse 5, He said, Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this household. And the amplified bracket says, The freedom from all distresses that result from sin in the family. So when you walk into... A household say, peace be on this family. Now, I know there's some families in this room that need some peace. Can I just see in this room how many families need some peace? Okay, not the kind of peace where you're like, hey, my kids, you know, are noisy and I need some sleep. And No, no how, many, how many know, and I'm not talking just about your own household, but how many of you have families where you really need the peace of God to, to penetrate into those families. That's, that's your household. That's your family. And Jesus says, now, now I'm talking to the believers in the room, He says, go into that, that family and proclaim peace. Carry the Spirit of, of Jesus, the, His saving power. Walk into that family and proclaim peace in the family. And what He's talking about is the distress that comes from sin. The distress that, that, that eats away at, at our community, at families, because of sin. Go and, go and proclaim it. And then he says, if anyone is worthy of peace and blessedness, wait, no, 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 see, this is where the amp gets. Okay, if anyone worthy of peace, And being blessed is there. That peace and that blessedness that you wish. Say the peace that I wish. Come on, what is the peace peace that you're wishing in that family? Speaking to the family, speaking to the people in this church. What is the peace that you wish to be in that family? So, So he's saying the peace that you wish will come upon him. But... If not, it will come back to you. So, so proclaim it. Say God's peace is in this household. Not quietly in the cupboard. You've got to go into the family say, I proclaim. And we can find language that doesn't sound so preachy. But, <laughs> but walk into your family say, I just pray God's peace in this family. You look at your husband, you look at your wife, you look at your siblings, your aunt, your uncle, your grumpy grandpa. You say, peace. I'm praying peace for you. May you experience God's peace. May you experience His favor on your life. 
May you experience it. And don't worry about whether they reject it or not. But if they reject it, take it back. Say, God, give me all of that peace, please. Give me all of that peace. <laughs> take it back. Because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. When he says anyone is worthy, what does that mean? I thought all people must receive peace. What does it mean when, when Jesus says anyone who is worthy? He's talking about the believers who are willing or able to receive. Have you ever spoken to someone and they just absorb everything you say? Or the other side, you're trying to tell someone about something and they just like cut off and go on a tangent and go somewhere. They're not with you. But he says those who are worthy, they, they, they're the ones who, who believe. They not only believe what you say, but they believe in the royalty that you're calling them to. They believe in the, in the, in the power of God that you're calling them to. So when you're saying peace in your family, you're, you're calling out a certain level of royalty. You're calling out a blessing from God. And those who are worthy of receiving it are going, yes, I, I'm going I'm to step up to, to what you're calling us up to. I'm, I'm worthy of it. But the reason I say you, you need that peace is because Bill Johnson was, was saying in one of his messages that the glory of God has a certain weight. The glory of God has a certain power. And here's the thing. It is the glory, the, the weight of God's glory further establishes those who are sanctified. But it crushes those who are unsanctified. When God's glory is manifest, it's either going to establish you or crush you. And I've seen people encounter the glory of God and feel crushed by the weight of its glory. And they then turn around and they start accusing. They accuse those who carry the glory. Why? Because they're trying to escape that crushing feeling. And to be sanctified is to set yourself apart. To say, I am going to be set apart. I'm not going to do things the way my family's been doing it. I'm not going to do things the way generations before me have done it. But I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to do things because the peace of God has come into my life. And I'm not going to do anything else. I, I speak to people. I mean, we're involved at the school down the road. And I was at, we were at a cricket match. And, and this guy is swearing after every ball. It's poor kids. It's like, <laughs> there's, there's the game going. I mean, it's, it's a cricket game. And, and this guy is... is you know, the umpire and the field is bent and, the, you know, the, the pitch is skew and, and the kids are bowling wide. And, and it's just, you know, words that rhymes with duck after every ball, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, it's like, you know, 
certain topic comes up about morality, and he's like, you know, I, I go to this church with this, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> so I hope there's no people in this church. Outside of this church, there's words that, that you would never say in yeah. But out there, at, at first I thought, yeah, yeah, that pastor, sure, he's got to probably preach hard. And I realized, you know what, there's people in our church who don't live sanctified lives, set apart. That's why we come together. We come into this place to give God glory to give Him praise and His Word washes over us, washes us clean. And we dedicate our lives to live sanctified lives, set apart. And what comes out of our mouths is peace. Peace, 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 peace. Because God's called us. He said, go into households and proclaim my peace. Proclaim peace. In the households that you go to. Now, Satan was, and I say was, an accuser. In, in, Revelation, 10, in Revelation 12, verse 10, it says... Then I heard a strong voice in heaven. Turn to the person next to you and in a strong voice say, strong voice. <laughs> I heard a strong voice saying, now it has come. And the reason this voice is strong is because it's stronger than the voice of the accuser. It's louder than the voice of the accuser. It's more powerful than the voice that says, Now it has come. Anyone watched Lord of the Rings? And the wizard says, You shall not pass. There's a voice in heaven saying, Now it has come. It's probably Gandalf. What's come? The salvation, the power, and the kingdom of our God. And the power of Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren, he who keeps bringing before our God charges against them, has been cast out. The accuser of us, has already been cast out. But have you ever noticed when you're trying to correct someone, they say, but you. Have you ever noticed that? Anyone hasn't noticed that before? Hey, I think we should correct but you. Why? Because the voice of the accuser 
lingers in man who has not sanctified himself. In Luke 10, Jesus says, are you guys with me? Luke 10, 17. Jesus says, well, the 70 returned with joy, saying, even the demons are subject to us in his name. And he said to them, I saw Satan falling like lightning. So John writes in Revelations, now it has come. He has been cast down. That, that's revelation. That, that's not going to happen in the future because Jesus says in Luke 10, I saw Satan cast down like lightning. And Jesus said to them, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon certain serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy. So God has given the believer the power to trample on scorpions and serpents. What is that? What is scorpions and serpents? Well, if you go to Revelation, it pictures Satan as a dragon. The age-old dragon has been cast down. So what are serpents and scorpions? They are the voice of the accuser. But they're not the accuser. The accuser has already been cast down. Then Jesus says, I've given you power in heaven and on earth. So the, Satan no longer has power or influence in the heavenly realms. But who does? You and me. You and me, we have power in the heavenly realms. God says, Whatever you bind must be what is already bound in heaven. Whatever you declare that is good must be what is already declared that is good in the heavenly realms. So Satan has no more power. But he's found, because he was cast down to earth, that if he can influence man and get man to speak on his behalf, then he has a foothold back into the heavenly realm. Does that make sense? So... Scorpions and serpents are people who speak the voice of the big dragon. Bernadine's in the bathroom yesterday morning. Lovey, bring a glass. Like, that's weird, but okay. What's happening? There's a scorpion. What happens to the scorpion? In some houses, they use the back end of the glass to squash it. But we kind of like nature, so we use the other end to hold it. That's what you do when you bring the voice of peace to an accuser. Two o'clock in the afternoon, we forgot about Scorpion. He's still going around in there. So we've got new neighbors. I throw all our Scorpions next door. 
do unto your neighbor as you want them to do to you. <laughs> you see, I started reading, not yet, but just in the week, just again the story of Job. And it says, the sons of God came before God in the throne room. That's why I just felt to start the service by saying, imagine you're standing in the throne room before God. You're giving Him praise. And here comes the devil. And God's like, where did you come from? So I was out roaming the earth. And I found Job. And you know the story of Job. And you know, God, he only worships you because you've built a hedge around him, because you've brought him blessings, you've established him. He's just positive because his bank account is really positive. He's got lots of sheep in the fields, lots of children. You know, God, if you take all of that away, he, he's not going to worship you. And I've always thought God went on the defensive. I always thought God... God went on the defensive in that moment. Like, okay, no, 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 you, I'll show you. But God's not going on the defensive here. He, he went on the offensive. He said, go and test him. And what did Satan do? If you read Job, it says his sons were in a house and lightning fell upon the house. So when did Satan first fall like lightning? Because he fell upon the house. Yes, he killed Job's children. But God's truth was being established in the story of Job. Because we know that Job worshipped God regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of what was going on. God's, God used Job to prove Satan a liar and an accuser. And no longer could Satan hide amongst the sons of God as one of them. But he was singled out. Set apart out of God's glory, out of his honor. And so, yes, Satan, he thinks, I'm winning. But God's showing him, nope. God's gone on the offensive. And God blessed Job so much more in his later life because Job stayed focused on worshiping and praising God. He wouldn't allow his enemies to convince his, his enemies, sorry, he wouldn't allow his friends to convince him otherwise, his wife to convince him otherwise. He stayed focused on who God is. And in the end, peace reigned in his life, and the devil was found to be without authority. Without power. That's when he physically fell like lightning as a metaphor of how he fell like lightning when God sent Jesus. Jesus gave us the authority. So the only authority the enemy has is the authority that men give him. 
We can't be Christians walking around talking about the devil or whatever that's bigger and out there and he did this and he... No. If ever the devil has any effect on our lives, it's because we said yes to the devil. The devil can't do anything in your life unless you say yes to it. Unless you give him a handle, a foothold, a stronghold. You provide the handle for him to work with. That's the only time the devil can have any, Satan can have any influence on your life. I mean, yes, he can have influence on your life. I'm talking about the spirit man. Yes, he took Job's possessions. Yes, he caused him to be sick. But he never got into the inner man and caused Job's behavior and what he said to be changed. Job stayed true. He proclaimed Peace. He proclaimed peace. It's never the devil's fault. If your life, if your inner man changes, then you've given him a stronghold. You've given him permission. So God says, Jesus said, proclaim peace. But man, if they don't receive that peace, take it back. Because chances are the people who reject the peace are the people who are going to accuse. The people who reject the peace are the people who are going to have the most accusations. And guess what? Peace resides in your heart. You're not affected by accusations that come. And those accusations only come because light shines in the darkness. The Bible says in Revelation, He was defeated by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of the testimony. That's what it says in Revelation. Satan was defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the testimony. And here's what's so important. Jesus told the disciples, go and, and proclaim peace. He also said, yield the sick, verse 9, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come close to you. Proclaim peace. Heal the sick. That's why we're, just, we're going to pray for the sick after every service in this church. Heal the sick and proclaim the kingdom of God has come near to you. And then he says, then they came and they said, even the, even the demons are subject to your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan falling. Behold, I've given you authority and power to trample serpents. But do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written or enrolled in heaven. It's so important that we develop a healthy culture, culture of testimony. We've got to start talking about how God has healed, but not for the sake of saying we healed them or our ministry healed them or we did that or we did, but to celebrate the reality of the fact that lives are changed and healed. That, that's a, a healthy culture of testimony. We're not going to see people healed, set free, 
and then rejoice that we did it. <laughs> Jesus is saying, hey, hey guys, I, I'm, I know you have the power and the authority, but, but remember, it's not you. And this is what we've experienced, is that as soon as we make it about us, then, then we've got to maintain that image. We've got to maintain the, the, the position we, we create. But God's got, God wants to create in us the, the ability to go and heal the sick, every single one of us, and come back and, and talk about how good it is so that the next person can believe. We've got to share testimonies, not to blow out, not to, not to you know, say, hey, it's us, but, but to say, through, through this testimony, it's possible that, that the next person is going to be healed. And also what happens then is our names get enrolled. Enrolled. Listen, enrolled. What Jesus is saying is there are angels standing before God. And, and He has put the angels a little lower than men. But God, I know that when people pray and they ask for God's help, God enlists not only the help of angels, but He enlists the help of men. God says, go to that person. Bless that person in the following way. Pray for that person. Heal that person. And He sends us to go out. We're enrolled. And that's what we should be excited about, is the fact that God enrolls us even in the throne room. And He speaks to us in the throne room and sends us out to bring healing, to bring restoration, and to bring peace. Then I want to link to what Bernadine shared on last week. And it's verse 22 in Luke 10. It says, All things have been given over into my power by the Father. And no one, and no one who knows who the Son is except the. Wait, let me just read this again. All things have been given over into my power by the Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son may choose to reveal and make Him known. So God is revealing the true nature of the Son to to those who are worthy of carrying that peace. To those who are worthy of carrying that presence and authority and anointing. To those who can actually carry the weight of God's glory. Who of you want to carry the weight of God's glory? Who of you want to be chosen by the Son Chosen by the Father so that you can carry that fullness. Then turning to his disciples, he says, Blessed are those whose eyes see what you see. Blessed are those who are looking, not at the temporary things, but are looking at what has eternal value. Blessed are those. For I tell you that many prophets and kings long to see what you see 
and they didn't see it. And to hear what you hear, and they didn't hear it. I was watching Kung Fu Panda again this week. (laughs) He who has the dragon scroll. Opens up the dragon scroll and there's nothing except an image. Except he can see himself. That's all. Because he could then believe. That, that's really what Christ does. He says, it's as if we're looking into a mirror. The, the revelation of who Christ is, it's, it's as if we're looking into a mirror. And you can only see Christ if you can see Him in you. You can only see Christ if you can see Him in you. Because you have to see His effect on your life for for you to actually see Him. He's not out there. He's not external. He's in here. And the only way you can see Him is if you can see Him in you. How many times I felt the accuser come? Do you know where I run to? The mirror. That's where I run to. Literally. Go to the mirror. I'm not going, yes, you handsome. (laughs) That's not what I'm doing. I'm looking into those eyes, my eyes. But I see Jesus in those eyes. Because if I can't look at my eyes and see Jesus in my eyes, then the accuser has a stronghold in my life. If I can't see Jesus in my eyes, so many people go to the mirror and they see the accuser. And they even are ashamed to look into their own eyes. And God wants to look into your eyes this morning and declare peace. That when when you look into your eyes in the mirror, you say, there's the peace of God manifest in my life. Man, and I'm going to share that peace wherever I go. Church, what do you see? What do you see? We did a song this morning. says I will we we just we're going to end off with that song yeah if we can if the band can come up but it says break every stronghold shine through the shadows break the addictions I want to just ask our prayer team to come up as well that, that gathered this morning. If you guys can come up to, to the front. God has anointed our prayer team to pray for the sick. To see miracles take place. I want to ask two people, two groups of people to stand. If you have any sickness in your body or if you have any sickness in your family that you know of, why don't you stand? If you're trusting God, 
to come and for if you're trusting God for healing in your family, please stand. But also, if you're looking for peace in your family, if you want to go and proclaim peace boldly in your family, proclaim the righteousness of God in your family, take Jesus to your family, then please stand with me as well. I'm going to just pray a corporate prayer over us that are standing. But then I want to ask that every person standing, I know there's a lot and there's few prayer team members. We might need one or two more volunteers. Albie and Alicia, can I ask you guys just to join as, as volunteers this morning? Just to pray over people. Mom, if you can come up as well. Um, I want to just as we started to do this song, if we can just in worship, I just see the song taking place. I see us worshiping in the song. I see God giving courage. I see God stirring up faith. I see God stirring up hope. In the area that you're standing for, I see God bringing healing and bringing peace to your body, but also to your family. Peace into your marriage, peace into your household, but also peace into your family and I know God has called us to to be a bright light in this community in this environment so that we can carry the anointing of God forward that we can carry this peace and healing into our, our community needs healing our community needs vast amounts of peace more than we've ever been able to carry or give by our own power but God says this morning, I'm giving you the power and the authority to transform families, to transform households, to transform cities, to transform nations. And we've got to believe it. We've got to be worthy of carrying that anointing and worthy of carrying the weight of God's glory. We can't waste a day, a month, a week, a year. God says, I've given you. Satan has already fallen like lightning. So stand up. In my authority, stand up in the anointing that I've given you to carry. So, Father, I just corporately pray over our church. I ask for large amounts of, of, of faith, large amounts of, of um, just, just a, a large anointing of your authority being poured out. But I pray for supernatural healing. I pray for restoration and I pray for peace. Peace that just comes and transforms our hearts but also that we can declare peace wherever we go. And so I pray this morning that as our prayer team prays over every person that's standing as they come forward, that, that there would be a supernatural transfer of God's glory, that there would be a strengthening of arms and a strengthening of hearts to carry the weight of God's glory wherever we go. Lord, that we won't be ashamed but to carry your glory, but to carry your peace and bring transformation. And so we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.